Yo, 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 it's your boy, RJ Levichin, and we're back. The last episode of the season. I know it's really, it's really sad, but I'm happy I got my boy, Nate the Great, aka Old Milk Sperling, by my side. How you doing, bro? I am chilling. So excited to finish it off. How about you? I am great. We're going to get into this last episode. First, we're going to be talking about Scott Miss Cuddy, Kid Cuddy, the third installment, the final installment of the Man on the Moon series, The Chosen One. And then we're going to be going into the first, the first annual Old Milk Awards. I can't stand it. I'm hype. Are you hype, Nate? I am definitely hype. Yo, 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 welcome back to The Cat with Old Milk here. I am Nate Sperlin here with my wonderful dress to a T, just looking lovely up and down. He got the color coordinated, the red with the blue, the, the Ferragamo with the Gucci belt with the J's on the bottom. RJ, how are you feeling today, man? You look great. Let me just say that. You, you, you look great. I want the audience to know that this is our fourth take on this, and he's gotten a lot better with what I'm wearing, when in fact he knows that I'm wearing a Empire Strikes Back Star Wars sweatshirt that I get a lot of, I want you, I want people to know, I get a lot of compliments on this shit, and I've seen this movie once, and I wore it many times before I saw it, saw it but I get a lot of compliments. And I also got some basketball shorts, you know, the mesh, but they got some pockets. Because, you know, some, you know, you be getting basketball shorts from the leagues or whatever. They ain't got no pockets. These <laughs> bitches got pockets. So, you know, I'll be, you know, putting some phone in my wallet in there, you know, sometimes. So I'll be bobbing right there. You know, it's, 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 fl- I got two of them. One on the left, one on the right. <laughs> and it's a big vibe. So, you know, shout out pockets real quick, gang. Honestly, Pockets are the hero that we don't recognize. Shout out Pockets. Let's, let's do that. Yeah, I, I remember wa- I was watching something recently and one of the, it was a comedy and one of the women characters were like, why can't we put some Pockets on dresses? And like, I was thinking about it and I was like, damn, like women always had to have a bag because they just didn't have Pockets. They like, they couldn't put anything anywhere. Like they were like, ah, I gotta, I gotta have some type of pocketbook or a purse or the Louis bag or something. Because they didn't have pockets, they had to put s- shit somewhere, and like it's kind of fucked up. Also, low key, when they do have pockets, them shits are shallow as fuck. Yeah, it's just not—it's not even a real pocket. It's one of those mini you, pockets, bro. <laughs> like you can't even put a phone in there or nothing like that. It's just like, oh, let me just put my little breath mint in here. Fa- aesthetic, That's all I need. A static pocket. It's gonna, yeah, uh, all right. uh, I hate that shit. But, yeah, aesthetic's uh, right. right. gonna save my phone or not? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. We have a wonderful show for you. We're going to break down an album and then get to the old Milk Awards. RJ, are you excited? Which one are you excited for more? Do you want to break down the album or do you want to like, what, what, like, which one is like, yo, this, I did this today and I'm proud of myself. Um, you know, I've been hyped for the award show, to be honest. I mean, Kid Cudi, the, the trilogy being kind of completed right now is definitely a big deal, but I mean, last episode of season one, it's been a crazy year covid and all that the music industry has turned on its head we were supposed to get a bunch of albums that we didn't get and just being able to kind of recap and 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 be grateful for what we did get because i think that we did we got a lot of good albums so uh you know i'm really hyped for the for the old milk awards for sure 
I agree. But first, let's get to Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen, the long-awaited album, 18 tracks, 58 minutes, Skepta, Pop Smoke, Phoebe Bridgers, and Trippy Red all make appearances on this project. RJ, listening to this album, what were your initial thoughts? What what take us through your listening process? What did you sit where did you sit down? What did you have to drink as you're doing it? Did you have something to drink while you're doing it? Like let's let let's 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 put us in the moment, you know? All right. Um I'm not gonna do that. But I was listening to the Kid Cudi uh um earlier today and what I think I got the most out of it is that it was definitely the t- a, a 2020s decade continuation of an idea in Man on the Moon. I think that he kind of went into that rager bag um, that anybody that's a fan of Kid Cudi was 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 hoping for. Uh, thinking about Kid Cudi in general. You know, you don't really know what he's going to bring on on any album. You don't know what sound he's going to bring. With his last album, Passion, Pain, and and Demon Slam, I think that it was a little bit lackluster. It definitely wasn't on that iconic level that Man on the Moon 1 and 2 brought to the table. And I think that his discography has always been a little bit inconsistent. But I I think that this album was good. And I think that, uh, you know, Cuddy fans definitely have something to be happy about. But the one that I will say is the there was an influence from I think current artists on this album, but there weren't as many features as I felt like there should be. There's a lot of pockets and sounds that uh, Kid Cudi approached, and when I think about that song that he does with both Skepta, which is crazy, having Skepta and Pop Smoke, you know, on your shit, I just think is is wild because I didn't expect that from Kid Cudi. But I thought that he could have had a few more features because I feel like he created vibes that a lot that a lot of artists could have could have fed on. But I feel like it was a balance. It was a good balance of him trying to bring his sound to the table as well as try to make a 2020 project. Uh, I think this album, this album was good. It wasn't really it's definitely not one of the best albums of the year in my opinion but i do think it gets the job done especially if you're a kid cuddy fan um there were different vibes like you said uh skepta and pop smoke on i didn't honestly going into this if you told me that there would be a drill beat on this album i would have laughed you out the building and said nah you were listening to something else but that skepta song actually came out well with that drill beat on there um there's also other songs with good beats i like she knows this that's a really good beat as well um some features really caught my attention as well as well as the attention of people who are in the hip-hop twitter verse um some people didn't really understand trippy red being on it personally i don't really mind like i don't really see where that comes from you not understanding trippy red being on this but i do agree with rj from the standpoint of this album needing a little bit more features and there were some sounds that could have been tapped into by different artists as well um but overall especially thinking about the tease i don't even know if it's a a thing anymore um the scott's project that people were talking about between travis scott and kid cuddy um i expected to have a travis scott song here but it wasn't there but overall i do think it was a good project i do think it was a mixed bag however there were some songs where i just don't see myself listening to again and there are some songs that i give a second chance to um the outro is great. I think towards the end, there are more better, like the better songs are towards the end. But yeah, that's what I got. 
Yeah, I, I didn't understand all the stars, um, at least on Apple Music, all the stars being on the top songs. I don't know what the top songs on Spotify are, but it uh, didn't really make sense to me. Uh, yeah, good project. Uh, cool concept. I love him sampling uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And, you know, he, was, he sampled a bunch of stuff on this. And I think that he, he really is um, a different type of of artist, I feel like he is so emo in his energy. There are a lot of artists that are like they're emo in their attitude and their delivery, but like the energy and the vibe itself doesn't feel emo. And I feel like the energy it was definitely very like spacey, very angsty. Um, but I also think that like he was he was clinical. He, Kid Cudi has always had the ability to be a clinical rapper and, and be very uh, definitive in what he's trying to say and what he's trying to do. And and I thought that that also came across. And watching him refine this man on the moon idea has been really really cool and really really interesting. And and, and I like how it came out. So uh, sh- uh, shout out to the Cutster. You feel so good about saying that, don't you? Mm. Very, very uneasy to be honest. <laughs> Alright. Um, you did talk about how there were some songs, there was a newer generation influence on this album. Can you explain that more? I assume that you're talking about Travis Scott, but in case um, you're talking about someone else. I felt like there was I feel like Travis Scott is one of the artists that's there, but you know, I feel like there were songs I was like, Uzi could have done his thing on that for sure. Um maybe even juice world but i mean you know he you know long live juice world type and i think that there were definitely um there were some vibes where it needed a faster flow he's not really a fast flow kind of guy kid cuddy and i think that you know having someone pull up with a flow like uzi or travis scott or even like don tolliver you know there's a lot of artists in that kind of like dark spacey aura in that same similar bag to even a guy like Trippy Red that I just don't think was accessed. And I think it, it makes the pop smoke and Skepta features seem more weird. But still good. I mean it was a good song. So yeah. How how so? Because like I I would expect somebody like Uzi or Travis Scott who can easily get in a Kid Cudi bag to make more sense on this album especially if he's trying to you know make an album for for 2020 I it makes more sense to have somebody like Travi or Uzi on it than for him to kind of out of the blue put a drill song on his project because he is definitely not a drill artist like at all couldn't couldn't be if he wanted to be Literally. Yeah, I, like I that's, no I mean, that's no disrespect to Kid Cudi. He just couldn't be a drill artist if he wanted to be. I mean, I think it. I think I would like to see him on more drill songs in a way that Lil TJ is utilized, just like for hooks and maybe oh a verse, God, but like no. not a full album. I hate I wouldn't Lil want TJ a full Kid Cudi album. Uh, no. no, he no he. Be, no, no, no. I mean, what, what songs are you talking about? Zuliak. No, 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 You gotta, you gotta listen to, you gotta listen to. <laughs> nah, that's what you want. That's what you want. You no, 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 you gotta listen. No, 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 no. Let me explain. 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 You gotta listen to Lil TJ. You have to listen to Lil TJ on War and on on Mannequin, the pop smoke song. On those, he did a much better job. Um. Oh, okay. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Shout out Lil TJ though. Shout out New York. 
What are your favorite songs on this Man of the Moon 3? Oh, man. Um, favorite songs. I have I have a good mixture, but I'm not going to be too obvious. So I'm going to say Another Day, Dive, and Sad People. Those are my top three. I think I'm going to go Lord I Know, Show Out, featuring Skepta and Pop Smoke, Yes, the Drill Beat, and Rockstar Nights featuring Trippy, Trippy Red. I really want... You know what I wonder the most? What? Deluxe. But Deluxe is coming. That's what I wonder about. Hmm. I think I think a deluxe is coming. What if a, what if the deluxe is a Travis Scott collab album? Oh my god, that would be crazy. I don't want that. Like I would much rather that be like a separate thing, but that would be crazy. That that would be that would be crazy. All right. Are you ready to start handing out some awards, RJ? Always, you know. Always, really? Yeah, I'm always ready to, you know, congratulate and 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 acknowledge people for, you know, the hard work and the excellence that they have um express and present it to the world you know i love that all right look at look at you feeling you feeling like one with the world today one with the universe i guess it's holiday season or some oh he's feeling he's feeling in a giving mood real jolly <laughs> don't do that <laughs> don't do that all right um all right let's get to the old milk awards we did announce this last episode so if you don't even know who's a nominated we're gonna tell you here but still you can go and listen back to episode 124 where we have all the nominations for you right there um but yeah let's start with underrated album of the year underrated album of the year here we have the albums that we think are really good but they didn't really get the exposure that they deserve nominated we have alfredo freddie gibbs and the alchemist anyways young nudie and industry games by chica and the winner is drumroll anyways by young nudie we gotta get you know we gotta get we gotta get a soundboard or some shit yeah you gotta get we gonna we'll we'll add it in later oh yeah (laughs) definitely we'll see we'll see um but yeah anyways by young nudie uh really good project really it was originally released on february 24th um some really good solid songs there there aren't really any features on the project uh production credits talk about the producers we have coop 20 Rocket, DJ Mark B, Young Nudie actually has a producer credit on this as well. Young Lord Sean, Lamb Saga, Jordan XL, Blessed, Jake One, What It Do Flip, and Mojo Crazy. RJ, what did you think about Anyways by Young Nudie? Do you think this is deserving? Um, you know, Young, young Nudie is a is a great rising artist from Atlanta. Uh, I think the way that he glides on beats is, is really crazy. He has a he has a feature on one of my favorite songs of the year, Freaky Girl by Maiden Tile. I think that he glides on that. And I think that he glides on kind of all his feature verses he really puts into work. Um, you know, he got some big, big looks for, you know, being on the Dreamville Project, um, as well as, you know, just kind of being connected to 21 Savage. I think that he puts on East Atlanta in a way um, that they would definitely be proud of. Um, so shout out Young Nudie. And, you know, yeah, this, you know, anyways, is a good project. 
Yeah, definitely. Also, um, Young Nudie had a feature on Savage Mode 2. I believe the song was Snitches and Rats, where he goes off. Uh, last year, he produced a, he had a Pierre-produced project titled Slimier, uh, 21 Savage, and Lil Uzi were features on that. I believe Meg might have been a feature on that as well. I'm not completely sure about that. But yeah, that was also a good project. Um, Young Nudie is someone who I think he's deserving because he has a very consistent vibe to his music it's not really try hard it's really effortless um the beats that he chooses are very nice and spacey um very airy for, for lack of a better word um the production by coop and 20 rocket is crazy as well um they brought in the bass when needed to but at the same time still keeping that nudie vibe that everyone who listens to nudie is used to so overall i do think it was a good project um but i do think that people should check out alfredo and industry games as well especially industry games uh by chica who's nominated for a grammy i think that she is next for women hip-hop and i'm excited to see what comes out of her career as well yeah man i mean it's it, yeah it's, it's crazy both both alfredo um and industry games well and, and chica both freddie gibbs and chica both nominated for grammys this year um it just kind of shows that the grammys you know can have the ability to look for artists that we wouldn't expect them to. I just wish that there were some consistency. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to both Freddie Gibbs and Chica. They've had amazing 2020s. Definitely. And once again, congratulations to Young Nudie. Moving on, we do have the producer of the year category for the producer who has delivered the best beats throughout the year. Um, nominated here, we have Hit Boy, we have Pierre Bourne, and we have The Alchemist. Uh, RJ, I don't really think it's any question who won this. Um, drum roll, please, if you don't mind. We have the winner being Hit Boy. Woo! What up, Chauncey? Shout out, Chauncey. And. Hit Boy, the produ Hit Boy's year is just one that isn't really matched at all. Um, just as a general list of production credits, he's produced Detroit 2 by Big Sean, King's Disease by Nas, Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher, also known as by Dom Kennedy, and his own project, the Chauncey Hollis Project. RJ, well, what do you think about Hit Boy's run this year? Do you think that we're going to go look back on it and compare it to similar runs of producers like Metro and Southside? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is, is a, in a historic run, um, not just producing albums, executive producing albums, and really just kind of controlling a pocket of sound for all of 2020 in a way that um, not any other producer did. I mean, he's working with, you know, a very la large, large range of artists, you know, Big Sean, Jay Electronica, Mick Jenkins, Nas, Benny the Butcher, Jack Harlow. People don't even know, like Polo G, Cash Doll, Freddie Gibbs, Ty Dolla Sign, A$AP Ferg, Anderson Pac, T Grizzly, Corday, Lil Baby. Like that, that is hip hop. That is when you're a hip-hop producer. You're not just, oh, I got my 808s or I just got my little, you know, Tate Keith got his one little vibe. Like, he can really do anything. Um, and, and he really showed his versatility and his resilience. Because I feel like in 2018, even though, you know, he was doing all those things, you know, and, and worked on Sicko Mode, which just went diamond, I might fucking add. You know, in 20, 2019, you know, he's working with Juice World and... And he's winning Grammys with, with Nipsey Hussle and Roddy Rich, And I still feel like people weren't giving him his due. So I think that he had to go on 
a rant. He had he had, he had to go on a full on rampage, and I think that's what he did in 2020. And and it was it was lovely to watch and experience and listen to and and and, and feel. And um, that was it, it was amazing. So shout out to Hit Boy, uh, congratulations to him, and um, hopefully we get more in 2021. Definitely, I hope I really hope that this is a run that continues and we see this for a long time. Um, RJ, I do have two difficult questions for you. First of all, out of the projects that I just named, once again, Detroit 2, King's Disease, Burden of Proof, also known as, and the Chauncey Hollis Project, which project has the best production from Hitboy? Probably um, a, tie, a tie between King's Disease and Detroit 2. I think that Detroit 2, with his executive producing, he clearly... Uh, he created a very cohesive project, but I think for King's Disease, um, he had this ability to make Big Sean sound more mature than his other projects, but not bring in the OG maturity that he added to Nas's project. And I think that the way that he could kind of produce most of those albums and have maturity be an inflection for both, but not in the same way, is kind of crazy. Because that just means that he just is very in tune with the artist that he's working with. Um, so I think that is a tie between Detroit 2 and King's Disease. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go against that. I'm going to have to say Burner Proof uh, by Benny the Butcher. I think that the production there was crazy. I, I love just soulful, jazzy beats. Uh, he did that on King's Disease a good amount too, but just the beats on Burden of Proof are just in my view, just better than the beats on King's Disease. But the beats on King's Disease was crazy. So that just shows you how good of the, how good quality the beats were on Burden of Proof. And now, RJ, my second question, which is super tough. I, I understand it's super tough. Um, but this is a question that I've just come to the answer like two days ago. So I'm going to ask it anyway. I have an answer if you don't. Um, what is the best beat that Hitboy produced this year? Hmm. I think, I mean, he literally recorded so many beats this year, so it's kind of hard. But I, I think it, my favorite, the one that I enjoyed the most, might just be Timeless on the Benny the Butcher project. But if it wasn't that song, it could maybe be... Um, Ultra Black. Ultra Black was also really good. Mm. I think I got Legend by Benny the Butcher. I like the the way that everything comes together and how it's really how when Benny's getting into his bars, there's a completely different well, not completely different, but there's an added on vibe versus when Benny's just talking on the track. I thought that was crazy. Um, also, I like the for the lack of a better word, the brightness that came in on that beat as well. So I definitely think Legend by Benny the Butcher is the best beat that Hitboy produced. But once again, uh, congratulations to Pierre Bourne and the Alchemist for being nominated. Um, RJ, real quick, what would you what would you say to fans who haven't heard any of the production from Pierre Bourne or the Alchemist this year? Um, get your head out of the fucking sand, bro. Like, literally, get your head out of the hole that you're in and, and get from under that rock. F- 
fucking Patrick Star wannabe and go listen to some music. Um, I think both Pierre Bourne and The Alchemist um, and, you know, the the other producers that went off because there, there was a very large, there's a large list of, of producers that the old milk team brought to the table when we were figuring out who was going to win this and who was going to be nominated. Um, you just, you gotta, you gotta listen to more music. I think it's cool to listen to your favorite artists, but your favorite artists have influences and their influences have favorite artists right now. And, you know, it's a large network that, that music is even just in hip hop or, or rap. And I think that, you know, people gotta, you know, expand their, um, their range and what they listen to. Yeah, I agree. Um, Pierre Bourne produced some of the best projects I've heard this year, coming off of last year when he produced one of the best projects I've heard. Um, the Alchemist always does his thing as well. Um, a legend who has decades in the game. Um, yeah, but let's move on to the best hip hop album amongst the women. Um, this is kind of not, this is kind of self explanatory, but I'm explaining it anyway. The best musical hip hop composition amongst the women of hip hop nominated. We have Good News by Megan Thee Stallion, Ho Why Is You Here by Flo Millie, and Queen of the South by Mulatto RJ. This was unanimous, by the way, when we were talking about it in our group chats. This answer was unanimous, but I do think it will shock some. RJ, drumroll, please. And the winner is Ho Wise You Here by Flo Millie. RJ, how good was this album? Let's let's just let's just let's just be fans. Um I really think that Flo Millie is just crazy with her sound, her attitude, her vibe. I mean, we've already talked about the album before, but I mean Flo Millie is definitely next up. I can't wait for the whole world to understand why I like Flo Millie. I've liked Flo Millie for for um since she dropped Beef remix. Uh, I think that he was, he's low-key 2018, but it might have been 2019. Um, and it was, I was like hooked. I was like, okay, she got that style. She got a swag. But I'm with it. And, um, you know, she did, She doesn't disappoint. And the vibe was clearly there. And, you know, I very appreciated that she delivered on her debut album. Because some others have dropped debuts in recent history and did not follow through. On their ability. I'm not going to name names. But there may be a chance. That you know who I'm talking about. You feel me? Um, <laughs> shout out Flo Millie. You she, are she, terrible. She really put out all of them. On a, you are don't, terrible. Hey, hey, I'm, just, I'm just saying that there is a oh, chance. Man. That the audience may know who I'm talking about. Because there's a possibility. Damn. You know you know what a chance is. You know. I'm not talking about. Hey, eight, hey, I'm not talking hey. about. You know. I'm not talking about a rapper or, or maybe the hey, rapper. Whoever, yeah. who, hey, who, whoever you're talking about, there might be a chance that you might get sued for talking about that. But I don't oh, know. Oh, no. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> I don't know. Yo, uh, pay, pay that man. I, I don't know what his manager's name is, but pay that man because he was trying to help you. He was trying to oh help. All right. Um, no, no, no. But for real, Flo Millie, what I think that people don't understand why I like Flo Millie is because I feel like. Flo Millie is one of those, like, I scam niggas, and it does not, like, I don't give a fuck what you think. And there's, there's, like, Megan is one of those people who's, like, like, she's going, like, tell you, and she's going, like, violate you, and she's going to come for you, and she's not really going, she's going to keep her foot on your neck, 
and like violate you. Flo Millie's just like, nigga, I'm better than you. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I really, like, you think that I care about your shit and like, you're not even on my radar. And that attitude is something that I really appreciate um, out of rappers in general. Uh, and I think that she really, really honed this, uh, a style in her attitude and in her raps. And, and I'm excited to see her define her sound. Yeah, I agree. I think that she's definitely next. Um, for her to have such a distinct sound at this early stage of women's hip hop in general, just just you could just literally just write it in and with a Sharpie marker that she's going to be one of the biggest uh, women hip hop artists that we've had. Um, also with that, for her to have such a successful album with no features on it is also very impressive. Uh, the production was crazy. Some of the beats that she picked, like Like That Bitch, crazy, crazy piano beat um, that's kind of mysterious. May I is another crazily produced song um i just think that her ear for beats and her lyrics her overall aesthetic her overall vibe is going to take her really really far for real i agree yeah um what do you what do you think about good news by meg the stallion and also mulatto by um not mulatto by uh queen of the south by mulatto excuse me what was the question you what, what do i think oh, about yeah. this project yeah what do you think about those um Mulatto, I think, has a very long career ahead of her. I think she was very slept on. She easily could have been in our um, in the the underrated category, and I think that she has a lot to offer hip hop. And I think what I, or what I hope is that we don't kind of turn it into a Meg versus Mulatto thing. Like I, I can kind of feel that coming, um, but I hope not. I hope that they can both rep the South in their own unique ways and um, keep it going crazy. And well, you know what's crazy is I'm thinking about the women in rap, right? And how a lot of them are were New York heads, especially in the beginning. A lot of them were New York heads. And how, you know, it's just another uh, credit to the way that Southern rap is changing the game. And she... And all three of them, Alabama, Atlanta, and Houston. I mean, the South is really is really repping right now. So um, shout out to, to the women of, of Southern rap and, and the way that they're holding the torch right now. I don't know. Where yeah. Chica, you know where Chica's from? Alabama. Oh, she, Chica's also from Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Alabama got rappers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't really. That's that's really crazy because we also just like past over the past few years, it's really been mostly Atlanta based, but now it's really starting to branch out into all states of the South. Yeah, it's crazy. I, we, I'm waiting to see you know some some Kansas rappers. Huh? Where the Kansas rappers at? Huh? That's a very weird request. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we don't we don't know whether the Kansas raps is crazy. If they got crazy yeah, raps in Kansas. What if the what if the North Dakota raps are going off? No, no, no. See, now you're dragging it. Now you're dragging it. Go, go to the motherfucking next category. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have best hip hop album amongst the men. Um, best musical hip hop composition amongst the men of hip hop. We have nominees. We have Eternal Would Take by Lil Uzi Vert. Shoot for the stars. Aim for the moon by Pop Smoke. Long live Pop Smoke. And then finally, we have. King's Disease by Nas, produced by Hitboy RJ. Drum roll, please. And the winner is Eternal A Take by Lil Uzi Vert. Ooh. RJ. 
I mean, you already know. You already know this is my favorite album of the year. RJ, can you, what do you think about Eternal A Take? What, how, what was the impact of this album to you? Um, he, Nate gonna get mad at me about this because I'm, I'm going to include the deluxe version. Um, <laughs> it, it, I think it was a good album. I think, I think that he, the one thing that I, I admired the most and the one thing that I, that I felt like I wanted to, you know, publicly acknowledge Uzi for doing the most is, it's very rare to see an artist and a and an album concept have so much hype around it in the way that Eternal Take did. And it's very rare that when there is that much hype that the album and the artist can live up to it. You know, especially when you're talking about 18 months waiting for it and people being hyped for it for year after year after year. And that shit exceeded expectations, if anything. Uh, he had a very great concept. He added the depth to it. He gave people the different sounds of Uzi that they wanted. And then, you know, the, you know, all those songs and all those different vibes and all the different producers that he worked with, all the different Uzi bags that he was in. He did everything that artists asked him to. There was, he dropped that and there were no, as a fan, there was no more requests. So I got what I wanted. I got more than what I wanted. I got more than what I what, than what I asked for, and um, it's rare for artists to, to to do that for their fans. So, um, shout out to Uzi. I definitely think that uh, you know you came through, and, and we needed it. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, RJ, I'm not going to be mad at you about talking about the deluxe because I do want to point out that RJ was the first. I mean, not RJ. Excuse me. I mean, RJ. Maybe one day RJ might sign, start a trend. What do you think? You feel like you got a trend in you? Yeah, I got trends in me for sure. I'm a trendsetter. Just wait. I on copy. It. I copy. Well, you heard it here first. I predicted it by mistake, but still, I predicted it. <laughs> but anyway, um, Lil Uzi Vert was the first artist to talk of to drop a deluxe album this year. Uh, like RJ said, off of the first pro the first project, Eternal Will Take Alone. Um, we were all chilling. We were like, "Yeah, Uzi, you you gave us enough for the year. We're chilling." Next week, he comes back with another project, Lil Uzi Vert versus the World Two which RJ personally likes more. Personally, I like Eternal Take more. Uh, that's a conversation that we've had time in and time out, but we won't have it now because right now it's about celebrating Lil Uzi and the things that he did, um, the cohesiveness of Eternal Take is just crazy from start to finish, the little skits at the end of each of a lot of songs. Um, how you go from a silly watch to a I'm sorry to a Chrome Heart tag to a P2 is beyond me. And how you make that flow is, I don't know. That's just, that's just mark of genius. I have no idea how that flowed. Um, those are songs with completely different vibes, but they flowed incredibly well. Um, I think him separating each section, each every six songs into different sections that gave you different vibes is something that was that was really critical in having the album flow the way that it did. Um, also, I think when you're able to just drop songs on a deluxe that are for you would be clear throwaways, but for other people would probably be the biggest song of their lives would be, it's just fucking crazy to me. Um, when we look at Myron, when we look at Lotus, what's up? Yes, Sersky, uh, Bean, Kobe. Uh, there's so many tracks there that are just crazy. Personally, I love Come This Way and Moon Relate. Um, overall, just a really, really good project and just really a sign that Lil Uzi is here to stay. Um, he put the team on his back, especially in March. Um, and I'm just excited. He's been, he's already hinting at more music. He just dropped that Future and Lil Uzi collab tape that we 
reviewed about two or three episodes ago so go ahead and check that out but i'm really excited to hear what little uzi has coming next as he's already teasing it um it's i i i honestly hate any level of teasing i'm and i want to just say that right now if if whole lot of red don't come out in 2020 keep it keep the whole shit I don't want none of it. Just keep the whole thing. Fuck you, Playboy Cardi. Where's Mario Judah at? Mario! <laughs> Mario! I need that shit right now. Because I'm really sick of this shit. And he, he gonna post the, the tank that Kanye got him. I'm gonna need this fucking album. Right now. Fuck. This shit. The way that it's kind of building up reminds me a lot of Pray for Paris and Pop Smoke's uh, posthumous album where there was like all these designers and extra people involved and like the projects did come out to be like illustrious and and really you know cinematic and playboy cardi better do that and let me say i also want to say that both playboy cardi and die lit are considered elite albums so i would be very surprised if playboy cardi dropped a bad album but it's getting to that eternal take hype where if he drops trash, it'll like like it'll it'll be a very big problem. But I think that he's gonna I think he's gonna come through. I have faith. Yeah, I, I hopefully we'll see. But real quick, I do have two questions for you about Eternal Take. What is your favorite song on Eternal Take? And what is your favorite song on Lil Uzi Vert vs. the World 2? Um Yes, Sursky. For for Lil Uzi Vert versus the world, and then probably P two. Pretty yeah, yeah. P two is good. Um, to avoid uh, mirroring you for the Eternal Take, I'd say Chrome Heart Tags. Um, Bigger than Life is really good too. Uh, Sadly Watch is really good. Um, and again, to avoid uh, mirroring you on the deluxe, I'd say Come This Way. Mm. Myron's really good too. Myron's, yeah, Myron's crazy. really good. All uh, right, and Lotus. the last category. Lotus is crazy too. Lotus. All right, let me stop. All right, stop, stop. All right, all right. My fault. Lil Uzi, love each <laughs> Don't do that. Not do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's not do that. All right, and finally, we do have. Wait, actually, first, do you want to talk a little bit about King's Disease and Shoot for the Moon, Aim for the Stars? Uh yeah, shoot for man. The, yeah, shoot for yeah, the stars, yeah. aim for the moon. Um, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon crazy project very well done shout out to all the people that were involved rest in peace long live pop smoke um i was riding um today in brooklyn thinking about you know listening to the kid cuddy album and just thinking about how much pops how pop smoke would have just kind of run 2020 and how 2020 needed a superstar to take over and how he might have been like that guy. Um, we're going to miss him. New York City's going to miss him. Um, I'm not going to be that guy that's like, oh, there's people that's going to follow his first. No, Pop Smoke was a one, a one of one. He was a generational type guy. Uh, I think he was going to put New York City back where it belonged. And um, we're going to, you know, we're going to seriously miss him. Um Shout out to another, another New York City legend, um, Nas King's Disease. He ain't missed a step. I, I, I ain't gonna say this is Nas's four four four, but 
in a similar way to 444, Nas showed that he still got it. And he don't have to catch up to nobody. He don't have to try to be nobody. He can be himself and it can still work. It's still it's still a good formula. Um, shout out to, to all of the production and, and energy and, and time and oversight that that um, Hit Boy made, did for King's Disease. The cover is crazy. The vibes are crazy. All the features did they thing. Didn't expect to get a Nas Don Tolliver song this year, but I did and it was great. And Big Sean was also on it. So... Great track. Shout out Replace Me. Shout out the video. Shout out Mass Peel. You know what I'm saying? Queens in that bitch. Um, but yeah, two great projects. All three of them um, really, really, really good projects. Staples of my 2020 at least. Yeah, I agree. The The one thing that the Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon project showed me about Pop Smoke was just the amount of growth that he was under musically um, before he was tragically taken away from us. So that's something that I'm always going to be looking at and thinking about. Like, what if, you know, like it's it's sad, but like, I really think that if he was able to grow in the way that he was showing on Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, he there it would be unquestionable that he was next. Um, King's Disease has aged significantly well for me. I still play some songs to this day. I could still listen to it from front to back. Um, that's really a gem, a very, very hidden gem amongst uh, 2020. But finally, our final award to give out, the Most Valuable Rapper Award is here, given to the rapper who's had the most impact musically throughout the year nominated we have Lil Uzi Vert Lil Baby and Roddy Rich RJ drum roll please got you and the winner is Lil Baby 4PF you know what I'm saying and shout out Lil Baby real quick (laughs) one time one time shout out Atlanta one time um yeah, this is this is this is great. This is great. This is this is I called this a while ago. So, yeah. Yeah. What did you? I mean, little baby just produced all year. Um, dropped my turn February twenty eighth, and then he gave us the deluxe, which was somehow better than the original album. Um, on May first, which is crazy because the album was good in the first place. Um, features. He's had a lot of features. The feature run is really the thing that got him over the top. Yeah. Um, you played Moneybag Yo, Life is Good Remix, Fe- Future featuring Drake, The Baby, and Lil Baby. Three-Headed Goat, Lil Dirk featuring Polo G and Lil Baby. Be Something, Polo G featuring Lil Baby. Back at it, Lil Mosey featuring Lil Baby. Narrow Road, NLE Chopper featuring Lil Baby. And For the Night, Pop Smoke featuring Lil Baby. RJ, which song is the best Lil Baby song this year? Um... Emotionally scarred, probably emotionally scarred. Ooh, yeah, probably. people um, love that. That's a good song. But um, I think that my favorite song personally is same thing. I mean, I play that so many times this year. Uh, I love that little guitar riff. But I think that you know, Lil Baby didn't just deserve the MVP of this year. I think that he kind of he he put himself in a position where it was really his to lose. Um, you know, the feature to- the feature tour that he went on was crazy, and. You know when another rapper like is tweeting like, "Yo, bro, like you need to raise your feature price." That that's when you know you're doing too many features. Like this man, you know, was was basically handing them out like hot like hotcakes. Um, the way that he 
presented 42 Doug to the world, the way that he kind of just like put his career, you know, under the spotlight and kind of changed his life is, is, is crazy. Um, new artists, def- big artists like Lil Baby don't have to do that for new artists. Um, and I, I really think that, the, you know, he, it was, it's been his year to lose for several, several months. So, um, shout out Lil Baby. Congratulations to Lil Baby. Uh, it seems that he might, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Lamborghini boys, man. I'm waiting for it. That's all I can say. Uh, hey man, I'm not even going to lie to you. Lil Baby dropped two songs about, I think a week ago. Um, everybody, everybody, excuse me, everybody. And, um, on me, that on me song. That shit is fucking hard, man. That nigga said, I think he said some shit like, you could come get rich with us, you gonna eat or you gonna starve. That That's a good bar to me. I don't know why. I don't know why that's attractive to me, but that's a really, really good line and a really, really good song. I think the best little Baby song this year for me personally is either Humble or All In on Deluxe. Um, the, way, the way that the hook is on All In, how it's structured and how it compares to the verse is crazy and just the beat on humble is just so fucking crazy and the way that little baby's able to navigate it also crazy um rj let's let's talk about lil uzi vert and roddy rich what do you think about the years that they had uh you know i think you know as we talked about eternal intake um and the deluxe lil uzi had a crazy year um you know dropping one of you know one of the biggest projects of the year and just being so prolific within that project itself uh is intriguing and and definitely worth note um and you know the, the mvp it's it's always kind of hard to hand out in music because sometimes it can be biased or whatever but i think that um uzi definitely deserved the nominee for the amount of of the way that he fulfilled his promises with an eternal take. But I think that Roddy Rich kind of just, I think he deserved it a lot because his, he just went from 2019 and he just kept producing. You know, he just kept putting in work. If he had, a, if he featured on somebody's shit, it was a hit. And I think that, you know, Roddy Rich is one of those artists that just kind of has the ability to, to just be in the right place at the right time because he, he's, you know, in demand and he's just one of the biggest artists winning those Grammys in 2019, put him in a crazy position, you know, winning the BET award, uh, or the hip hop award this year. I definitely think that Roddy Rich has a very bright future ahead of him. Um, I think he's the least, uh, he's the least well-known out of the three. So I think that next year, you know, it could easily be him or, or the year after that. But, um, you know, Roddy Rich is, is definitely here to stay. Um, and I think all three of them are, are amazing artists. I agree. I think Lil Uzi being able to meet and exceed expectations after fans have been waiting about two and a half years for his next album is something that we're not going to see for a while. Um, for him to also drop the best collab tape with Future this year, uh, Pluto Baby Pluto is also insane. And also just kudos to Roddy Rich for putting the team on his back for the first two months of this year uh the box went crazy um there's also a lot of other songs that people fuck with on please excuse me for being anti-social um his new album is supposed to come out soon he's already started teasing that as well so i'm excited to hear the growth that he is going to put on display for us but overall i think that this is a good year for hip-hop mm-hmm, for sure and we were supposed to get kendrick we were supposed to get drake um and we didn't 
and those being like the two and we're supposed to get Kanye too those being you know three of the biggest artists in hip-hop period um it, it we you know it can definitely be seen as a year that was underachieving but not in my opinion not at all yeah I think I think this is a good year compared to any other year but when you look at what could have been out of this year this is definitely a year that has underachieved but it's really the difference between what we have and what we could have been and whenever you start thinking about what could have been you start to that's not really a good place to be so let's just think let's just be appreciative of what we have we got eternal take we got my turn uh we got so many good albums this year so right now that's where i'm gonna be and that's where i'm gonna be uh stuck on rj what do you think was the highlight of 2020 musically um um this is a weird take but Lil Durk being on a Drake song was definitely one of the biggest moments I think that it was something that the streets needed um at the time and I really think that that was a big song it was just such it felt like a celebration song um I will say that the biggest tease of the year that really meant nothing is was life is good and then this year goes very different if not very different, but I think this musically we're looking at this year different if we start the year off with what a time to be alive too. Then it just have been very different for a lot of artists. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, you know, Drake being one of the biggest artists ever, um, and Lil Dirk to kind of be in the positions that he's been in and that he, the way that he's been kind of moving up the ladder for the last two, three years, it was a it was a kind of crazy culmination. And, um, you know, Chicago took a lot of L's this year. So I think that that, that is one double W that they could take to the bank. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess my highlight for this year is just the amount of good music that came from different places. I think no matter what uh, what your favorite subgenre of hip hop is, I think that you're satisfied. Um, I think the lyrical niggas satisfied you. The pop rap niggas satisfied you. The trap rap niggas satisfied you. Like everybody satisfied their bases. And when everybody's happy, everybody's happy. So yeah, I think that's definitely the highlight of 2020. But low lights, RJ, what do you think is the low light musically of 2020? Oh, the low light. Um All the loss, man. All the loss. I think that it's it's hard, you know, as much as I wanted to give you a musical answer, I mean just the loss. Losing the artists that we did and the way that we did and um the way that i feel the trajectory of the hip-hop genre and how much it shifted from these losses because i do think that you know when i think about you know stretching the times and not just talking about 2020 when i'm thinking about mac miller juice world pop smoke xxx tentacion those four artists i really think of them as like pillars of you know the future of music and you know it, it, it's it's going to be very different without them, for sure. I, I, I agree. Just to echo your sentiments, I, I want to say rest in peace to Pop Smoke, King Von, Juice World, Nipsey Hussle, oh, King Mac Von Miller. Too. Oh my God. Like, we, we lost so many rappers who were really on the upward trajectory on their careers. Um, I just want to say rest in peace to them and rest in peace to everyone who we lost this year. Honestly, that's definitely the low light of 2020, especially in such a year where there's just been so much chaos going on, you know? So I I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, Last question of the season, RJ, what do you think the story of 2021 will be? 
Story of 2021 is going to be Drake versus Kendrick. That is going to be the story. Versus J. Cole. Um, I think that we're going to get another chapter in the saga when the Titans come out to play. Um, you know, I think that the baby, the baby, little baby, Uzi, Meg have kind of been running the last future. I've kind of been running the last few years. And I feel like that always happens when, when Drake and Kendrick and them like to take a break, but I don't think that break is over. And I think oh, that break, is, that break coming. has to be over. Something's coming. And I think that, um, I really hope we get to see these artists battle head to head on the charts and stuff. But I just want the albums in in, in in general. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Um o- o- Odell Beckham Jr. already announced that um Drake's album, Certified Lover Boy, will be out on New Year's Day. So I'm excited to hear that. We have no idea what You better not be lying, Odell. Out. You better not be lying. Get, amen. Amen. Get well, get well, Odell. Um, I know you were trying to tackle that dude who intercepted that Baker ball. You're good, you're a good wide receiver. You deserve better. Um, yeah, you deserve so much better. Dude, leave. Yo, I'm going to start a GoFundMe to buy out his contract. Do they, <laughs> do, that? do they do that in the NFL? Do they buy out contracts? Because we need to get him they out. Do. We need to get him out. We need to get yeah, him out. That's it's, crazy. Yo, you ever seen Get Out 2? Should be about Odell and his career. Oh, no. Nah. You won't. Bruh, I'm serious. Get him with um, a, we need to get him with a black quarterback. That's what we need to do. Put him on Kansas City. Woo! Be over. Them light skin, bruh. Kanye said that he was gonna make sure light skin niggas never came back in style. That might solidify them. <laughs> um. All right. I think my. I think the story of twenty twenty one will be the growth of women in hip hop. There's so many on the horizon, and there's so many who's already arrived. Also, Loki. I expect Cardi B to drop next year. So, I'm excited to see what happens when uh, she drops and who else drops with her. So, I'm excited for that. But that is the that is season one of the cap. Thank you for listening. I am Nate Sperling once again. That is RJ Levy Chin, who was just dripped out. Like, damn, like that's just too much drip over there. That's just too much sauce. You gotta keep that over there. Yeah. Um, my 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 Costco <laughs> socks. Shout out Kirkland. <laughs> Kirkland. All right. And old us from Old Mill want to just say before we get out of here, um, happy holidays, happy new year uh blessings and well wishes to all listening um and we will be back in 2021 thanks for listening peace